The people. The people. What's up? How y'all feeling? It's a Monday. It's a Monday. We get ready for this. My lady about to come in here. We about to ask some questions. Tune in. Turn up. It's a Monday. I know it's. I know it's a Monday. I understand. Believe me. I feel the pain. But it's a Monday though. It's a Monday. Let me get her in here. Hold on. It's you turn all the way up. Hey, for me, just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, you know. I love it. I love it. You know, it's crazy. Let me tell you, it's crazy, right? Before we start this, let me tell you, it's crazy. People don't understand everything that I do. It correlates, right? And like when I put this song right. attached to the post, it was like, what does that mean? Well, like, what is that song? The song is about him being in a psych ward. So it's like they don't, you know, they can't the mind let me stop. <laughs> it's Monday. It's, it's Monday. I'm gonna need you to put two and two together. Let me put this away. I'm I'm too hyped right now. You know, no, I'm, 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 I'm no, trying to do no. a little something, but not too much of something, because it is it's the beginning of the week. But yeah. that's when you turn up, because, you know, everybody try to turn up on I'm just Friday. Like, um, right. Hey, I need all my talking about. Hey, nobody, you know, let me, let me, let me count that down. Let me, let me, let me pause this real quick, because we're about to get into this. Cook, cookie would like to say, but. You know, we we oh, we, 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 we professional get, now. Go go sit down, cause she want to get in the show every time I I want to start something. But, ma'am, I I appreciate you for coming in here today, talking to me. Let's 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 get into this. You know, let's get yeah. into it. Let's get to it. So, welcome to the right mentality. Yes, ma'am. You are very welcome. So, um. I, you know, some people pronounce it differently. I don't want to mess it up. Some people's name I can't get properly, but let me allow you to introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, I will do. Peace, y'all. I am Kristen Ariane. I am a behavioral health registered nurse on the way okay. to being that psych nurse practitioner. Okay. I'm also your wellness mm, coach. What, and what kind of spot? Because it's a, you know, it's a little mick. Ooh, girl, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's crazy. Beach, I was I trimming you. my dog's nails yesterday, and she wowed out on me. I don't know how it happened, but she wowed out to the point where after I finished trimming her nails, and I just eh. so I've been walking around like this all day, all day. You know, trying to. It's hard to you know try to. Mm. Look over, mm. see if I can get over in the lane when you know. But we 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 moving it. We it is what it is, oh, you know. So, like I said, welcome here. We appreciate you for coming. We appreciate you for you know reaching out to me and all of that stuff. Well, I reached out to you, but you responded, and I appreciate hey. you for that. Okay, so <laughs> so <laughs> not a problem. On the right mentality. Now this title, 
of Call, call the Ward. <sighs> call the Ward. Um, so many things we could put towards this, but why am I here, right? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we call in the Ward. To, you know, most people would think that as a psychiatric unit, of course. Um, but to me, call the Ward could be the warden. Um, it could be could be your mother mm-hmm. it could be a caregiver it could be anybody to me in like an authority type figure so when i say call the ward i'm thinking calling yourself your your higher self your you know elevated self and you get stuck in a place and you feel like you can't get out of it or you feel like hmm let's try tomorrow i know it's it's monday right it's monday uh maybe tuesday will be better uh so let's let's antonio let's wait for tomorrow but i would have to take a step back right and tell myself tomorrow isn't promised so we need to take advantage of today and get out here and grind might not want to get up, but the Lord allowed me to wake up and see this day. Let's let's get up and let's get to it, right? Um, so, calling the war. Let me hop on this first question for you real quick, ma'am. Now, remember I told you, um, <laughs> I don't reveal my questions. I just throw them at you. So, let's get into it. Get to it. So, now, what is, what is let's a roll. Psych- Patient. What is a psych patient? Mm-hmm. Now that is going to be a wide, a broad spectrum answer because realistically we all are. Um, yes, we do. Because we all need some form of yep. therapy. So let's let's be real. Um, however, what what is a psych patient versus what are is the criteria mm-hmm. to have you admitted to a psych unit? are two totally different things. So when we think about psychiatric diagnosis, that can be something as simple, and I don't want to say it's simple, yeah. but anxiety and depression, all the way to your schizophrenics, your multiple personality disorders, dissociative identities. Um, what it is, is is trauma yes. that we haven't addressed appropriately. Yes, I agree. And so that, that is, that is, okay, that now. is your psych patient. For those that feel like, you know, like let's 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 take a day you go in the grocery store, right? And somebody just wilding out, like going crazy over, you know, somebody hopping in front of them in line. And they just, ah, you know, why are you hopping in front of me? And it's like we look at it as, oh, they crazy. Like something wrong with them. Like they they need to be what people say, medicated. To me, now I work with children, right. but to me, I feel as if I tell my kids all the time, uh, treat everyone the way that you would love to be treated because you never know what's going through somebody's head and you never know what they have experienced in life. So maybe that person hopping in front of them could have been a trigger and it's just setting them off. Like they could be bipolar and you never even know and you look at them from the outside looking in, oh, they crazy. Inside looking out, bipolar right. i'm schizophrenic and i experienced these things in my past which led up to where i'm at today in life but yeah you don't know that because you can't really see what i've experienced so 
you looking at me as like, oh, you crazy. Somebody call the police because they about to turn up in here. No, 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 no. Oh, you got one too? You got a dog too? Listen, I got a child Ooh. right now that's out, Ooh. a little out Take of pocket. Your turn. Give Take me your one turn. second. Look, good people, it, it happens, okay? It happens because I got, I got mine. You know, she over there doing something, but, you know, hopefully she'll make another way. Listen, you, gotta, you, you gotta got to love them. You do, but, you know, I gave her... I gave her life, but but again, when we talk about stressors and not yeah. knowing what our day is full of, when that person mm -hmm. wilding out in the grocery store or just in general, you right. don't know what preceded that event. You oh. they could just have social anxiety, and you hopping in front of them, push them back, and make exactly. them have to be in the store that much longer. And I, we're so quick to jump to a diagnosis or say somebody's crazy but like my real question to you is what's normal you know what i mean like tell you tell me what normal Listen, is I don't and then we can be, address crazy be real with you like a lot of people say oh no i'm normal and i what, what, what do i say i say it a lot uh i'm regular i say i'm regular it's nothing regular about me it's it's i do my mindset is different than yours so when people tell when i tell people all the time oh i get up at 4 a.m to get ready to go to the gym. You crazy. No, no, I'm just built different. I'm, I'm, I'm built different than you are. You right. get up at eight, nine o'clock in the morning. So by the time you wake up, I've done eight things that you wanted to do that day already. So don't, don't, I don't want right. to be placed in a box. But like you said, it's a, it's a stressor, it's a trigger. Anything that leads up to that event, but like I said, that's the outside looking in. And we don't take the time to really right. focus on those things like, huh, I wonder what happened before they acted. I wonder what happened before they had this outburst. But it's like we as a society just jump to conclusions, especially with social media. We jump to conclusions and make assumptions yeah. of certain things. That's why I, I don't watch the news. To be honest, I do not watch the news. I don't either. Plus, I don't feel like no, the media you, shows us what they want to show us. They pull their bits and pieces. So you, you know, for me, yeah, like I'm good on that. And I live in the real, real world. Like yeah. I get to see things that most don't see on a regular basis, and I have to deal and cope with that. So coming home to watch things like the news, so, you know, me I'm gonna so get off topic. Okay, <clears throat> this ain't one of the questions, but this is a question. What is it like on the inside? Tell us what it's like on the inside. We want to know. Okay. Uh, for the patient or for well, the nurse? Well, you're the nurse. So tell me what it's like as right. a nurse on the um, And then I, well, I was going to say, I can only speculate as a patient, but for the nurse, to be mm -hmm. honest with you, it's like going to jail. Um, okay. And so the reality is, yeah, let's keep it above. And I, you know, when okay. we go into there, we're in a locked space. So unless you have a key, you can't get out. You can't yeah. move. You have to badge in and badge out. Um, yeah. And it's run like clockwork. So you get in there. You do your shift support. They do breakfast. They do meds. You do morning group session. Then they get to have lunch. And, you know, it's everything is run really regimented. When they have treatment, the doctor comes at this time. Um, and so as 
as the nurse, it is like you have to learn how to compartmentalize and organize your day as well as for me because of just the person that I am. I take time to purposely make sure I get one-on-one okay. -on -one time with each person on that unit. So I'm going to tap in with you. When I hit in in the morning, I'm all, I'm, uh, you know, if six o'clock, seven o'clock, I'm getting in there, they awake. Hey, how you doing today? How did you sleep? Let's talk about it. Because that sets the tone for the day. Um, you could go in there, you could say absolutely nothing to them, and you could do your hour shift because that's what you're required to do. However, it's going to give you a rougher listen, day. Listen, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me tone it down, okay? Actually, I'm going to get on your level. I used to be a CEO. I'll talk about it. Being inside oh, that prison okay. was walking into, I don't know what hell is like, and I never know, want to know what that's like, but walking in there, your soul says, I'll see you in 12 hours. I'm away on the outside. Mm -hmm. But your physical goes in there and you cannot leave because this is what I signed up to do. So me being a correctional officer working inside a prison, that entire prison is a psych ward. I don't care what they say about yep. you got certain units as a psych ward. The entire prison was a psych ward. So you're constantly looking over your shoulder, watching your your fellow man, your fellow officer, making sure that we all can go home at night or in the morning. And it's like, yo, a lot of you not. I had one guy one night. I was, uh, they called me a, uh, a floater officer. So I would go wherever they needed me. I went to the site or one night. I get there and they say, right. We need you over here. Old buddy ain't taking his medication. So we about to handcuff him and the nurse going, uh, you know, too big. Okay, that's no problem. Cause I feel like it's going to be easy, right? We get over there. He looked me straight in my face. They was like, right, we need you in front. For what? Why? I'm This not my unit. I'm, I'm just, I'm helping. I'm assisting. So put me in the back. They said, no, we need you in front. You the biggest. Okay, how much does he weigh? About a hundred pounds. My 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 guy, um, you don't need me in the front. Put me in the front anyway. Whatever. I do my job. They open the door, click clap. I'ma tell y'all right now, this is what he said to me. Any one of y'all coming here, I'ma throw this whole cup of piss on y'all. Now little did they know, or little did they tell me he had AIDS, HIV, hepatitis every disease in the book but you wanted me on the front line like we about to go to war i said listen let me go ahead and clock out and go home get somebody else to do it because i'm not i'm not with this he literally had a cup of piss and was ready to toss it i gotta go home yeah we have patients that eat their poop uh throw piss throw feces he said what? um he said they spit, eat, they eat what? in your face uh eat their their feces. I, I, I've seen it. So they're poop. I, I yeah, they're, that's, yep, that's seen not it, happening. So I, I understand. Um, and them hundred pound, them yeah. hundred pound patients are the strongest ones. They will do spidey senses and crawl up a wall to get away from stuff. It's like, <laughs> where did you get the strength from? Sorry, yeah. like, I'm not a little girl. 
<laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm man. a big body Benz over Look, here, okay? I'm, but you're not going to take me out like I, that. I, I really, I, dead ass, I went home. Like, no lie. I told them, I said, it was like, well, you don't do this, you get written up. I take that one for the team. I take that one for the team. Hey, thank you. But at least you know, right? They come into jail and y'all are aware. Guess what? They come thank into you. the cycle and we don't know. We have no okay. clue. We have no clue what they they yeah. have. So that that is my everyday, especially because I work Ooh, in admissions. Yeah. So I get them when they're the most manic, when we, we have no clue what they have. And then if they're in, and this is the thing yeah. um, that was really big during COVID was that they can't tell you where they've been, who they've been that around, and they've been sick. They're not in that mental capacity to be able to recollect any of that. So when we have these conversations, it's yeah. like everyone has to be COVID tested. And, and it's like, so here yeah. we are, and we're in this space, and we're trying to get you better yeah. while protecting ourselves, yeah. while nurturing your mind. And it's like, yo, I'm, I'm just here to do my job. It's like, you know, you go get an oil chain. I'm just here to get an oil chain. Oh, but maybe you need to get tires in. You should get this flush. I'm just here to get an oil change, my guy. That's it. Nothing not, not else. I'm here to do my job. But it takes on a whole toll of other things when you walk inside that facility. So now, my next question, man. I know we got off the topic a little bit. But now, my next question. Would you say that we all have something going on inside this mental that needs to be addressed daily or every so often? Daily. And what? Daily. Okay. Every day, I feel like you need to do something for your mental health. Now, does that mean you need to see a therapist every day? No. <laughs> what it means is you need to find what works for you. So what mm -hmm. form of decompression is best? So for me, one of the big things I like to I do, I'm a yoga mm -hmm. meditator kind of, I'm a zen kind of person, but I also leave work blasting the radio. That's Listen. how I leave work at work. Because I get in my car. And car let me tell you something. I ain't cutting you off, but let me tell you something. <clears throat> clinician to clinician, right? Um, the gates. Okay. Be on eight thousand when I leave. Okay. Listen, Big Gates be on eight thousand. They be like, "Who is that? Oh, that's Mr. Wright. I'm Mr. Wright when I step outside the car. When I'm in the car, I'm Tonio. Okay. Period. Don't say nothing to me Period. until I step outside Period. that vehicle. Listen. And I'm telling you, you want to look at me and be like. Oh, she over there listening to Sade. No, I'm listening to the city girls. Don't, Thank don't, my, like, my don't get me wrong. You, okay? Don't, don't get me <laughs> I'm wrong. Here, I gotta turn up. I'm gonna sit like here. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna have my, my, my Eric Thomas and my, my, the right mentality, motivation, and my, my Les Brown quotes for you. And I'm gonna have them ready. But when I'm in that car and the windows rolled up and the tent is on dark, don't talk to me unless you talk to Listen. Listen. Okay. <laughs> hey. Turn. I'm turned. I'm in the car. Oh. I'm in the club, and I yeah. love reggae too. So, like, you always gonna hear some reggae yeah. pumping in the car, and that's just, you have to. That's though. how I decompress. And I tell people thirty minutes. Like, I'm one of them people that sit in my car for thirty minutes before I get out. Yep. 
Because when I say I gotta leave work at work, I really do because I come home and I have to handle home. Uh, and those that is touch. so dynamic because I feel like a lot of people get those things misconstrued when it comes to work and home combined. You cannot bring work home. I don't care what type of profession you have. I don't care what type of job that you have. I don't care if you work at McDonald's. You deal with people. Don't bring that home, please. Don't bring none of that home. Because right. for me, ain't nobody here but my dog. But I don't want to bring all of that. Thank Your dog don't you. deserve it. Thank Your dog you. don't deserve it. And exactly. Energy is transferable. Like, I don't care. It don't matter who it is. Energy is transferable. Yeah. I'm not bringing I'm I'm not going to do it. And and you can just imagine some of the days I have when people are it's admissions and uh, we uh, as, as most of the facilities that I'm at because I'm traveling yeah. nursing right now are state facilities so that means I'm getting your inmates so your forensics as we call them so I have your inmates I have your people off the street that just wanted to walk in and then I have your referrals from your therapist because yeah. they're like oh their patients came in office it, and they were going know, nuts and you come know, on it's in those days that we have to uh, it, it's you know we open 24-7. Ain't, there's no scheduled appointment. These people don't come at 11, yeah. 12, 1. No. I have three people that will come at 11.01, 11.02, 11.03, and I got to get them all in there. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's no organization. One day I'm going to have nobody on the site. You know, another day I'm going to have that and that, that, is like that. That takes a toll. And it's honestly, I, I think a week or two ago, I had to do that for myself because I honestly, I mm -hmm. brought work with me and I was trying not to. So one of my kids had something drastic happen and I thought it was my fault. So I brought it with me. And I was like, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. Mm -hmm. I didn't release it until the next day because it was like, it weighed so heavy on me that I was, was that like, heavy? maybe I could have did something a little bit better. Maybe I could have worked a little bit harder to help you. But at the end of the day, a person going to do what a person going to do. And you can't stop them. You can't change them. I always tell people, one thing that you can never do is stop somebody from doing what they're going to already do. The only thing that you can do is postpone them. So if a person comes to me and tells me, oh, Mr. Wright, my girl about to cheat on me. I found it in her phone. She's going to meet up with old buddy tomorrow. But I'm going to stop her. Good luck. You you may be able to stop that person for that right. moment or that time, but they're always going to find another way around it. So that time that they said that they was going to do this, that, and the third, you can postpone them temporarily. But tomorrow is a new day. We can start over. So saying that, um, let's see how I can word this one for you. Let's see how I can word this one for you. Most people, most people, right, you know, most people, when they hear psych, ward, clinic, unit, hospital, all of that stuff, they think of the crazy house. We call this the crazy house. Yeah. How can we change the way we look at this? How can we change the way we look at the dynamic of this facility that people go to? It's hard to answer that because a lot of that has to do sure. with changing the system as a whole. 
the reality is your income, your insurance, all of that will change the type of experience you have on a Viking. So so let's say I go to a private psych unit, right? And it looked like a bed and breakfast. Okay. Yes. They have private and then there's private, public, okay. and then there's state. What's the difference between all three so, of those? You have uh, your private ones, which are the ones so that that's like, that's like a whole lot of and like college tuition. So and that's and that's okay. your upper yeah. echelons. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And then you're going to have your public ones, which anyone with insurance um, who maybe can't pay the deductible or just has insurance and don't want to have an out-of-pocket expense. Um, okay, or, holiday um, That's a All right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you got oh, your, uh, your six, I guess. Okay. Um, your All super right. eights kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little worse than that. And those are going to be your state facilities. And those are the ones where no income, Medicaid, wow. um, so, go to. Yeah. Those are there. It's a total different experience from the food that you eat, from the type of therapeutic services that you get and how often and how much, um, as well as to what your liberties and freedom are. To even as simple as some of them as what the right. grounds look like. You know what I mean? So the reality is um, they have more money. So then they can invest more money into making sure that the place is beautiful. They can make sure that they're paying their staff members an appropriate salary so that they actually want to come to work and do things. Fair, fair, enough. fair enough. I get that because I tell you what, I look at it like this. Um, Target and Walmart. You, you go to Target. You're going to get proper service. The bathroom's going to be clean. Uh, you're going to find everything that you need. Okay. Walmart, you just got to get in and get out and hope you don't get shot. You know? Uh, Winging it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely that. Um, and, and also, to be honest with you, so when you say, like, how can we change the look of that, the reality is um, that is the truth. You know, we don't, I don't want to lie and say that you're going to walk through these doors and you're going to get a uh, service at your door. Like, can we, here's your sheets and yeah. everything's going to be okay. No, we're here stabilizing you. We're here getting you right. And we're going to set you on a plan, but it's up to you to do what you need to do. Yeah. And that's really anywhere this part. It's up to you to do the things that you have to do so that you can get better. It is definitely what you put into it. But at the same time, when you have, uh, you know, I tell you all the time, like on our unit, dinner served at five o'clock. But your, your louse around the meds is, are at eight. Well, psych meds make you hungry. When was the last time you went to bed hungry and you actually slept well? That makes sense. But I can't, I'm not giving you another yeah. meal after five. So you eat between 7 a.m. and 5. And then we'll give you like a snack, but a snack could be graham crackers and some milk. It's yeah. not an elaborate dessert. So where you go to these upper echelons, your Marriott's and your targets of the of the site facilities, and you have a kitchen you can walk into and get whatever you want because there's a private chef. Wow. So, so I want you to be therapeutic. Well, let's be real. If a person is manic, the the first yeah, thing that they true. need is rest. But if you're, you're starving, how am I going to get you to rest? 
but I don't think a lot of people think about those things. It's like, especially you, you take the people that, that say they, they stressed out or the people that feel like they having a panic attack and they walk into these facilities thinking like, okay, I'm about to go in here. I'm about to get all the help that I need or all the help that I want. Meanwhile, you're walking into a walk-in, not knowing what to expect, but yet you get the bare minimum. So why, why is it it takes a person having PTSD, a person having schizophrenia or um, bipolarism to get those top tier services versus somebody that is stressed out, depressed, or... Oh, we don't have beds for you. Yeah. Like, that's the reality of it. There's no room for a person that is stressed out, anxious, unless you're anxious okay. and you're catatonic. Or you're anxious and you're turning manic. So we, we're only taking people who are at the end of the rope because there's just not enough beds. So what you do when someone is feeling overwhelmed, they can walk into the emergency room tell the emergency room clinician what's yep. going on. They'll take them to what they call yep. a purple pod, which is usually the psych pod. The psych pod, you'll be evaluated and they'll decide, they'll be the, whoever you talk to, that clinician is a determining factor on whether they're going to go on a bed hunt for you or they're going to send you back home. But if you're just a little anxious and you're sad, you're not going to go there. You're, you're not going to get in unless you're suicidal. And when I say suicidal, that doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I just think I might want to kill myself. It means, no, I have an active plan. Because let's, there's so many people with mental health issues. There's no, you know, there's not enough of us. There's not enough people that want to be there to help. Um, This job, although people will be like, oh, you get paid a lot. I don't get paid half of what I do. I risk my life every single day that I step forward. You ever walk into your job and not know what you was going to get? I walk into my job, and as soon as I get in there, I could be arms yeah. flying at my head. Like, the second I turn that key, yes. I know I might and have to see, for you walking inside the facility is for me waking up the next morning, looking at my phone, having eight missed calls, 14 text messages, talking about, right. Mr. Wright, I need you at 12 o'clock in the morning. What what can I do for you? I was asleep. I was, I was asleep. I was trying to prepare myself for you the next day. And it's like, you walk into these new days that you're blessed to get not knowing what to expect if a person ever come to me and tell me oh man i know you out here balling what are you you talking about where i know y'all y'all making money and you a black man too i know they you killing it yeah let me holler at you you have no clue Ain't ain't no money out here and not, yeah, not, no in, not in this field, right. unless you got a private practice, you got about 8,000 clients, or you got top-tier clients. That's the only way. Thank you. I was about to say, you got to have cash exactly. clients so in order to be top-tier. I'm that's, not doing that's this. The only way I mean, of course, I got bills to pay, of course, but I'm not, I'm not doing it for but that. You're not I'm doing, doing it because, for one, I'm working with kids, which is a lot. Because don't nobody really want to work with kids. This. Go you. It's a passion. It, it truly is a passion. Because a lot of people in this field 
especially working with teenagers, don't want to work with teenagers because of one, the society and the generation that we are in today. Um, and really focusing and looking at what they have experienced and the things that they are actually going through trying to become adults. People don't understand children, not just teenagers, not just adolescents, children, until you hit 18 and over, get ample opportunities to live this life that they live. You get in trouble, that's a slap on the wrist. You get in trouble, that's a slap on the wrist. I don't know how many times you can get a slap on the wrist as a teenager. Because my mama would have choked the life out of me and snatched the diagnosis out of me and said, go to school, and I'll see you when you get home. But today... Mm. A lot of times now, the parents are the trauma, and the parents are... Um, that's one reason why I had to you get out the, You stepped you know what I'm in saying? on like, toes, ma'am. Cut it out. Sorry. Parents. Yes. Um, I've seen, I've seen, um, unfortunately, I have seen a father come to the psych unit because with peace, okay. uh, they have more visitation hours. Um, come and literally groom his child. Like, walk her around. And he groom her because we can't prove the things that he's done to her. And when you can't prove it, you just have to watch. Like you can't tell him he can't come vi for visitation. Yeah. And you watch him that's... groom her. And you have to hold your composure because you can't go to visit. I mean, but she, but she, and that's but he's the reason she's the, there. That's he's the reason the she's painful there. part about being a clinician in this field, especially when you see kids that experience that. When you have a parent like me, I go to their house. So going to their house and sitting there and hearing the way that they talk to their children, and it's like some of them, not even sometimes, it's the way the kids talk to the parent. Be but where they get it from? Damn. If my child talked to me the way these, let me hold your phone. For what? <laughs> I said, give me your phone. What you need my phone for? Okay. Um, we can do this One voluntarily or involuntarily. The choice is yours. But either way, you're going to give me that. And it's like, yo, why are you going through a debate? with your child. Why is your child going through a debate with you? It starts with you. If you treat them like a friend, if you treat them and like, let's say they got ADHD or whatever type of diagnosis that they do have, let's not negate that part, right? Mm -hmm. But let's try to educate ourselves as parents and adults on what is happening and Boundaries. create an atmosphere so that you know, one, I'm not one to play with. Two, I'm not your friend. I can love you like a friend. I, I, I can be here for you like a friend, but at the end of the day, I'm your mother, I'm your father. Treat me as such. Don't treat me the way you treat your friends at school because all of this can be respected. Well, I, we, we also have to talk about the huge difference between behavioral diagnosis and psych diagnosis. And so a yeah. lot of people try to mush them all together 
and act like it's one. But no, 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 no. There is a lot of diagnoses that all fall under behavioral. Yep. There is no med, there yeah. is no pill that is going to fix a behavioral diagnosis. Yep. That means strict boundaries. Yeah. Well, strict boundaries means the enforcer yes. has to enforce. And if you choose not to enforce, yep. it's going to continue to yeah. grow. And there's Maybe nothing anyone's going to be able to do about it. Because then you're to yeah. have an adult that's narcissistic and borderline personality disorder and those are the ones that are going to like ram their head yep. through glass a lot of kids that i deal with today have conduct disorders to me that's a behavioral issue that to me is not a diagnosis wholeheartedly yeah. is wholeheartedly is and because they yep. don't know what to title it or what conduct. to put on like, it they're going to call me. it that and right and conduct exactly. and like, you know, when I go through these things with people, what does that mean? Nobody explained it to you. No, what is what does conduct mean? Um, well, I mean, in layman terms, the way that I can give it to you is bad behavior or poor behavior. That's all I. Oh, so I got. So you say I'm a bad kid? I didn't say that. What is what I said is the diagnosis that they have given you is poor behavior. And right, exactly, it's and it's like, stop putting random stuff on these kids and people just to get them out the door. But people don't realize how far that stuff travels with you, too. It's yeah. gonna affect your careers down the line, um, especially like a lot of parents out here. And I'm not gonna say that there are those intentionally doing things to get a potential check but they don't realize how they are affecting their children in the long run. Um, and when you get these diagnoses outside of ADHD, yeah. because ADHD is so known and so accepted, when you get anything outside of that to go along with it, you start pulling in money yeah. and checks, you stop your children's career. They're not, not going to go into the military. They're not going to be able to go into any uh, merchant marine, merchant seamen, um, any, any, it's a lot of fields, police officers, and they don't see that. Um, or they don't even see, they do get see that. Like, they're not looking at the long term yeah. effect. They have, when I used to be a detention officer at uh, a juvenile facility, a lot of the parents would postpone getting the child released so they could keep getting those checks. You're not realizing what you're doing to this child. One, you're keeping them in a secluded area. Just so you can get a check every month yeah. on top of that, too, like you just said. This, honestly, I didn't even know that. It affects you in the long run, and it prohibits you from doing a lot of things because that is very true. When you go to a um, any professional, like police officer, firefighter, EMF, you take a psychological exam. Yeah. And when they, they run pull the your checks. records yeah. and they see, oh, you had ADHD. I don't think he's going to be able to do this. No, 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 no. My mama did that. My daddy did that when I was younger. Well, I, I'm sorry. Uh, we can't make you work here because you're, you're a liability to us. Right. The diagnosis is there. And once Ooh. it's there, it's not something you can remove off your record. And so mm -hmm. as we talk about the right mentality, that mentality that they have now got from their parents is they're going to be their lifestyle. So, okay, my mom got a check for me while I was a child. Cool, I can get a check while I'm an adult. But then uh, that check is not going to help you survive through this life. This check <laughs> might be able to get you, you know, exactly. a couple of t-shirts and maybe a meal or two. So then now what are the things that you're doing 
to be able to get a job because in order to have disability, you can only work so much. There's there's levels to this. And so when we're just talking about all of these things, we have to realize that a lot of times, the, again, the trauma comes from within the household. And so behavioral disorders, behaviorist disorders are taught. Okay. You have, you have your children that, and yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't hyperactive children, uh, but I know a lot of hyperactive children that are still not bad yeah. behaved children. And we have to learn to separate the difference between the two. You know, it's different than saying, oh, you have a sociopath because that's a diagnosis that children get often. I try, I'm trying not to say certain yeah. diagnoses is that they don't give children very often um, because uh, just for y'all to know, like there are certain things like, you're not going to see a lot of children schizophrenics. Are they there? Most definitely, but they're, they're very, they try to wait until they're older to give that. So what has happened is many, 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 many years ago, some beige people decided that during a certain age, you could be diagnosed with something. And it only happens during this time period. Most people's first breakdown, they say, is around the age 23. So anything that happens before 23, they're usually afraid to put a diagnosis on it. And so with that being said, it's always hard with people who are working in peds because yeah. they're not going to get a real diagnosis. That's so true. Like, I would go back to one of my previous jobs that I had, and I had a child that uh, he was diagnosed with ADHD. And the mom was really concerned that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe he was bipolar or uh, schizophrenic. And... Um, me, I'm, you know, I'm still in school, so I'm trying to understand this. So I, you know, reached out to my supervisor, and he was like, children can't be diagnosed with bipolarism under the age of 12. I said, what? He said, yes, children cannot be diagnosed mm -hmm. with bipolarism or schizophrenia under the age of 12. So trying to understand that and trying to put two and two together, you know, how do you give that to a parent that is, you know, people confirmed, uh, concerned for help. to understand, like, well, why do they act like this? Why are they? Why do they have outbursts randomly? Why do they just act out for no reason? Why are they punching holes in the wall? That doesn't seem like ADHD. Well, ma'am, um, all right. I can tell you, well, maybe are they manic? Yep, you gotta wait till they fifteen to figure that out because we put it on the scale, and it's like, yo. Yeah. And those conversations are so awkward because what you, the only thing that you can say is that there's a possibility that that is true, but I can't yeah. treat your child with such yeah. because I can't diagnose, which means I can't provide you with your potential choices. I can just ask, yeah. ask you to live with it. Yes, yes, your child punched five holes in your wall. Pretty much. Um, is it okay? But it's the same thing with yeah. your adult children. Because even though they get the diagnosis, um, what I've realized, especially where I'm at, I'm in Georgia right now, and um, oh, where I'm working, um, I'm in Georgia. And uh, what I've noticed is a lot of parents are like, they can't come back home. So you want to know why there's no bed? Because exactly. the parents say you can't come back home. Where are they going to go? Well, a person that punches holes in walls, they're not going yeah. to a group home. I can't place them anywhere. So then they go into a long-term psych unit. Because our alternatives, when people are at such a deficit is to send them to a retirement home. Well, I can't put a 27-year-old who's possibly decides to go in and out of manic moment in the same yes. home with oh, 80-year-olds. 
And that is the part where people get misdiagnosed or people get misplaced in the system. And you try to understand, like we said, this follows you for the rest of your life. And you don't realize it because one, you're trying to you trying to get a new car or you're trying to get that new sofa in your house or you want that 80 inch screen TV. Like, stop doing that. Not just for children, but adults, because adults do it to their parents, to their grandparents. Yeah. Just to get a check. And I look at it, I look at that the same way people look at tax refunds. You get that once a year, my boy, my girl. You looking for that, you waiting for January, February to get here for $300. (laughs) Listen, it's, it's so insane. And you live for those moments. Because disability ain't given. But you know what's crazy, though? All you got to do is walk in there and say, hey, I'm about to kill myself. I put the rope up in my house. I tied it. I I, I tied it up. Um, I was going to take some pills beforehand. Like, you got a plan. So, he's serious. He, 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 he... for real, let's go ahead and get mm-hmm. him. Let's diagnose him with this. Like, yo, how do you how do you know I really did this? How do you know I really got this going? Yep, that also gets that gets people. Oh, out of I, believe, I know, I know. And so then you get to come spend the rest of yeah. your days yeah. over on the psych unit with me. And so a lot of people do that, and then that also gets you a one to one nurse. That's how. You know what? I ain't about to go there. Yeah. But that's a lot of, yeah. I'm not going to tap into that because I don't want nobody to use it against us. But what I am going to say is, you know, when we talk about reform and how to get things right, the reality is there, the reason why there's yeah. not enough beds is because those that know how to take advantage yeah. of it, take advantage of it, right? Um, and, 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 don't get it twisted. I have nothing against our homeless community. Yeah. Um, actually, that's a soft place in my heart. However, on a very rainy day, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you now. Everybody that works on a site unit knows that on holidays and when it's been raining a whole lot, we're gonna get a whole lot of homeless people coming to the site unit. And and all they have to do is say I'm suicidal. The same way that they just right. said that, right? And they get they're gonna get, you know, they're gonna get a yeah. roof over their head. They're gonna get somewhere to store their stuff. You that's get crazy. three meals in a bed. It's it's. And that's sad you know that you mean? gotta go like, that deep. It's, just well, I'm sad that truth. we don't have homelessness prevention prepared, but I'm and I'm sad yep. that it's taking away beds from people that actually need it. There are a lot of people out here that have mental health issues that if you could actually get them stabilized, they could live a very fulfilling life. You know, and I, I tell people all the time, psych knows no boundaries, not racial, not economic. Yeah. There are there are no boundaries. Not you know what I mean. Any community I have seen on my unit. Wow, that's look. You know, open my eyes all the way because a lot of that I didn't know. A lot of that was, you know, somewhat relative, but some of that was very new to me. So, you know, just dealing with all of that and like, like I said, we we we. Look, where's look, your next thing? 
what you're talking it. about. Because it's real. When I tell you, it Mine is the days that come to me where it's some days that I be like, yo, I can't do this no more. Because you're not just going into this thinking, okay, um, I'm going to go see Johnny, Tabitha, Karen, uh, Josh today, right? And uh, I'm going to be, you know, we're going right. to talk about a lot. We're going to do this. And right before you about done, Josh tell you, well, I tried to kill myself last night. Um, Changes the whole narrative of the day. Well, buddy. Uh, that, it's going to be a little, a little longer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Not leaving um, right now. It's, <laughs> that's the paperwork it's for like, you. Yo, it was going so good. But you don't realize just because I'm a therapist, I'm a clinician, I'm a doctor or whatever, we have days that we need the, like, a lot of you not. My decompression, when I get in this house, I will cut instrumental piano music on, lay on yeah. the floor, yeah. face first. And just inhale and exhale. Because I have to, I've released mm. the people from the day. I need to release the emotions from the day. Because I'm taking on, I try to kill myself. My mama don't like me. I fought my sister. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I was happy. It's like, I got mm -hmm. all of this. And it's just boom. Um, Antonio, how do you feel today? I don't know. I don't know. I got everybody else. Everybody Bro, else going on. I'm just existing. Yeah. That's that. And, and that's the thing that I talk to people about. Like I do. I, and that's yeah. the reason why I travel is because I do have to take time off and get away from it for a second because, uh, especially with working where I work, when you walk into that space, I've been niggas. I've been somebody grandma that they thought used to beat the crap out of them. So every time they saw me, they were swinging at my head. I I go into a space where you, you know what I'm saying? You've been, like every trauma that you may have, I promise you, a psych patient will pull it up out of you. And if <laughs> yeah. you don't deal with your ish before you walk in there, you're going to be triggered. And guess what? You're picking up a medical record number because they yeah. will find whatever yeah. it is on purpose. Okay, some of them aren't fully on purpose, and some of them you can just read energy. And we want to act like that's not a thing, but yep. it is. Some of them can just read your energy, and that little thing, that little thing that's insecure, they going to do, do. Yep. And Listen. as soon as they see your eye flutter, yo, and the thing that bothers me, that it really bothers me. My facial expressions say a lot without saying nothing. So people look at me like you can be talking to me, I can look at you just like this. Like I'm like I'm fully engaged with you. I'm listening to you. My face is just like, and you would look like, what's wrong? Nothing. What's your face? Like you look like you upset about? No, stop. And I tell people, don't read my face, okay? Don't read my face because you're gonna get a misperception of something that I'm not getting. You got you. RBF. and it's like, yo, like it's... I just sit in the mirror. Really. Regular basis and work on my faces. Yes, because when I first used to get there, it was always my eyes. Because I, they always told us yeah. in nursing school, you got to have a beige face. But my eyes would be like, 
like y'all just hear this <laughs> like so now I have worked it to where I'm just what I've also mm-hmm. learned to do is just pinch the palm of my hand and so they won't notice that but Yo, I'll be like, I, I tell you I tell you what I do so <laughs> if I'm in a session and somebody tells me something or it's just something gruesome um I'll just be like you know I'll raise my eyebrows without raising my eyes so I just and it's like Mm-hmm. They don't notice what I'm really doing. And I never really noticed it. I did it before I started doing therapy, but I would just typically like, you know, it's like I'm I'm like doing this. And it's like they don't notice what I'm doing. Right. Yes. Yeah, like, twitch, little yo, twitch. Right. Um, you just told me something. Okay, all right. Let me take this. But Wusa. <sighs> just take take it one day at a time. Now. Christian, we done said a lot. We done talked a lot, right? Yes, sir. To these people out here that's listening, watching, taking it all in, give them two pieces of advice that they can take on a daily basis from here on out. Uh, my first piece of advice is to learn yourself and love yourself. Okay. okay. Just be apologetically you. And when I say that, I'm saying that because... People, you teach people how to treat you, right? And so if you know your triggers and you know your traumas, you can teach people how to treat you way better than if you don't know them. On the second hand to that, I'm going to ask you to stop judging others. Because you don't know their story, you don't know their history. You know, I tell people all the time, you look, you'll look at Kristen and you'll be like, oh my gosh, she's this well put together person. You have no idea that I've had cancer twice. You have no idea that I was adopted. You have no idea I got daddy issues, right? I go to therapy for all this crap because I'm a person, I'm a divorced mother of four beautiful don't, children. Don't give them everything yet. And I don't, but I don't okay. mind giving it to them because okay. I know me. You know what I'm saying? You can have it all mm. because there's nothing you can mm. say about Kristen that I haven't said about myself and I work on myself Ooh, so much that it don't body, matter, baby. Body, I love you. And so what I want you to know is that why I do all that I do is because I've lived it, I've walked it, and I yeah. know how to heal from it. Now, I haven't necessarily been a psych patient, yeah. but I done seen my fair share of, of sofas. And I'm telling you, like, these are the things you have to learn to love yourself and your therapist. We'll get you there. Personal opinion. Listen, uh, personally, I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad we still got this, you know, we got this conversation going. And like you just said, stop judging other people. Like, look at yourself first before you say something about somebody else. Because like I said, on the outside looking in, you don't know what that person has gone through or is going through. So, before Antonio could say something about this guy or this lady over here, or I'm sorry, but in this society, whatever you would like to call yourself, um, let's let's look here. Let's right. let's look on the inside before right. because we we take not just every day, but we take ourselves sometimes for granted, not knowing that okay, I'm not perfect. Because for one, I knew where I grew up. I know what I had experienced as a kid. I know I had stuff happen to me as a child. And that brought me to where I'm at here today in life, which is why I have a strong passion for working with kids. So, good people. Right. Look at yourself 
before you look at somebody else. Was that bars? Was stop it? Wait a minute. Let call Katie real quick. Bars. Call no. Mm. Wait. <laughs> you need a deal. You, you want me to get you a deal? Listen. Christy, I got you. Christy, I we're going to go into it. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you for coming on here and You're giving welcome. this knowledge, this wisdom to the people today, to Thank me you. today. You know, it's past my bedtime. It's past my Thank bedtime, you. but you know, I had to. Yeah, I'm supposed for me. to be sleeping at six. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, look, Grandpa, I, I get up. I get up before everybody. Right? But. Well, I like I said, I'm right there. I appreciate you for coming on here today. I appreciate you for talking and giving this knowledge. Now, where can these people reach you at? Where can they talk to you? Where can they holler at you at? All right. Well, you can always uh, go to uh, peace dot I am light uh, here on Instagram. So that's the at sign and then peace dot I am light. Um, also, you can go to holisticluxwellness.com. Check me out there. You can Google yeah, Wellness Bay K. I'm around. Yeah, you know that's how I found it. You know, out. I found yeah. it on Twitter, though. Know, yeah. You know, but look. And I barely tweet. I, I found you. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Hey, so good people. Kristen, thank you yet again. Good people. Yeah. Oh, thank you so Always much. Always remember, keep the right mentality.